Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera. And this is Natasha Mina. And you are tuned in to Just Let It Glow Podcast. Episode 14. I do not know. I did not listen when Eric said it. 13. 14? That's what I said. I was 13? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't didn't hear that. I just be waiting for him to say go. (laughs) Okay, episode 13. Yes. Look at the double digits now. Yes. We're like professionals at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, how about it? We gonna listen to like our thousandth episode and be like, yo, we was Joe shit. Right. <laughs> like, this bullshit 13. What the 13. hell 13? 13. <laughs> you ain't even fucking tipped the scale yet. Yes. <laughs> but what um, you've been up to since we last spoke? Work. Work, work, work. On YouTube stuff. That's this is gonna be my answer for everything. For everything, for yes. everything is work. I said, Natasha, what you doing? Oh, we. I'm like, hey, what you doing this weekend? I gotta do this, DeAndre. I gotta do. It. I'm like, okay, excuse me. Everybody, when I'm I like, you don't want to go stuff, do this. You don't no. want. No, I don't. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's I so respect much. it. It's so much. But um, I'm really happy though. I'm on my. I dropped my third video this morning. I watched it. Did you? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I meant to ask you, did you watch I, it? Yes, I did. Oh yes, God. I did. Y'all should go watch it. Natasha finds the most underreported stories that are just crazy <laughs> and it's so it's just so interesting i really really enjoy crime addicts so if you're into true crime or fatal attraction and all those id channels right. definitely check it out on youtube she does a great job with narrating and there are definitely stories that you will not hear about unless you are see it on your local news for the most part yeah i appreciate that and you know what's funny though ironically that last video was on Fatal Attraction, but I didn't know until after I recorded oh. it. I started recording it, and then, like, a video came up, and I said, oh, damn. But I went more in-depth than they did. You mm-hmm. know those type of series are, they kind of gloss over. And it was more, it's more than one person that they cover in the episode. Mm-hmm. So they kind of gloss over some of the details. Yeah, that was very, that was a lot. And the one from last week, I was talking to my best friend, Allison, <laughs> and her husband is a true crime fan. Right. So he watched it. He was like, yo, did you watch it? He watched <laughs> your friend's so YouTube. Happy. Thank he you is so like much. Your big, Jason is like your biggest fan. Oh, I so appreciate And me and him that. was talking about that last episode, and we were like, yeah, that shit gave us the chills. <laughs> and the uh, thing is, I am just, I didn't even yeah. skim the surface with that shit. Yeah. So that's, I'm yeah. proud of you. It's doing amazing. Thank Thanks. you. But what's going on? What you boo? Um, I really had a really great weekend. Yeah, um, how was it? You had some stuff to do, right? Yeah. Um, one of my good friends, Sharima, has a swim line right. called Branded Finesse Swimwear. Okay. And she had a pop up shop. Okay. And it was really cool. She has another one this Sunday at um Belmont Park. So if anybody's looking for swimwear, yes. you can meet me there. Okay. Um, and I also went to Swingo. That What's was that? cute. It's like this Mexican bar, but I was pissed because it was advertised to me that they had these, um, like, uh, what is it called? Like these big margarita towers. Okay. And then when I got there, they didn't even have the shit. They didn't just they didn't have it that day. Or they, they didn't don't have it at all. Them. They're like, oh, we discontinued it, but like oh, they were still promoting damn. it on their Instagram, so I was kind of annoyed. I felt that way. But the drinks were good. It was a good vibe. It was cool. We had a good time. Okay. Um, Sunday, I went to the beach with two of my friends. Oh, which beach? um, Rehoboth. 
How was that? That's it my was, favorite one, by the way. You know that, right? No, I did not know That's that. That's my favorite well, one. Two-hour drive of his birthday. Should have got out the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. Uh, one so of my clean. friends was like, I'm about to put my foot in the water. I was like, oh, Natasha going to say you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead bodies. I'm just letting you know, as long as you're aware. <laughs> I was like, it's well sperm. <laughs> but um, no, it was really good. Was I had so a really, fun. really great weekend. And um, definitely needed... And um, I'm looking forward to enjoying more summer, right. doing things like that. And Did you shop when you were at uh, Dan Rehoboth? No, I didn't. And none of the shops at all? Because they have so many outlets and no, stuff No, we got there. to the beach pretty late. Oh, okay. So we were just... we. Took us forever to find parking. So Oh yeah. Well yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like we were just there. like, let's get the beach, let's eat oh and my friend Kalisha had these sandwiches. Oh, I she forgot. Made it? No, she got them from this place near her, but I forgot what it was called, but they were good as shit. So I'm gonna have to drive by her and get some. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna know what kind of sandwich was it. Was it was like it was like a hoagie, but oh. it was it was popping. I was hyped to eat that shit. So <laughs> Oh, that was good. fun. Good weekend. But let's get into some things that happened over the weekend while we were working and playing. Right. Um. So, Little Kim wants a versus. <laughs> and she wants one with Nicki Minaj. I love Little Kim. I do, too. What yeah. do you think? I love Nicki. I like Nicki music, for the most part. I don't really listen to her. Um, Little Kim, to me, I feel like she should have stayed within her era. I feel like when it comes to Nikki, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I didn't hear her actually say it. I just heard other people report on it. I feel like it could just be me, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was more of a, you know, when you came out, you were, you know, use me as, you know, something that you were um, aspiring to be like. Mm-hmm. So let's compare the original to, you know, the copy mm-hmm. and go back and forth. Because to me, their style, their style of lyricism is extremely different. So I don't understand how the verses would make sense to me. Well, the way I saw it is that, to be honest... Nikki, not Nikki, Little Kim reigned supreme for as long as she did in a way that none of her counterparts at the time did. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it would be like, she's going to win. If she go (laughs) up against Foxy, Foxy and she's, like Noriega said, like Noriega said on Drink Chance, the bitch is delusional. (laughs) (laughs) She don't got the hit. And, I mean, you can't really compare her against, like, a Queen Latifah because their style is so different. They're they're generations apart a little bit. Like, they're a generation apart. Yeah. Like, by the time um, Kim came out, Queen Latifah wasn't really rapping like that. And it was a different style and era. And little Kim isn't a direct a directive of her. So it wouldn't even make sense at that point. And I just feel like I get it where... I, a lot of competitive people is like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go against somebody where it's a real competition. Right. I think it will be more beneficial for Kim Right, than we Nikki. all know that. I think, obviously, Nikki has more songs. Right. But some, just because you have more songs doesn't mean it has the same impact. Yeah, that's not... So that's, it, it really just depends because, either. like, if Lil' Kim plays Crush on You... And then Nikki plays Stars Are Blind. It's like, that's an easy win for, you know, right. Kim. Right. So just versus to me just means 
what song can outweigh another song? So Kim know? can only really com- compete with Kim then. Pretty much. <laughs> because the people that I would have put her against now that you're saying it, you know, even Trina they already, already did, did it. it. They already <laughs> so did it. So once you said that, I'm like, yeah, I guess it is kind of So she, I can see why. It. And then honestly, for Nikki, and, and it's another thing I was telling my sister Asia, I don't want to see it if there's issues. Right. I don't like the verses where there's tension. Like Jeezy. And, Jeezy and, and, and the Brandy and Monica thing. And it's just, it, it's not fun. Yeah. I like to see the verses where people are cool with each other. Right. They're knowing each other music. They're giving each other up. They're shaking hands. And I feel like until her and Nikki can sit down, I don't want to see it. Right. I don't want to see it, especially because I feel like a lot of men were the cause of their issues originally. Right. And yeah. I just, like, I don't want to see it if y'all going to hit tension. I right. don't want that. I want, like, a good vibe, good energy, jokes, you know, love, like, we fuck with each other, respect each other type thing. I don't want to see it. Now, Nikki, I feel like I would see Nikki with a Drake, you know? Right. I would see that, but I wouldn't want to see like Nikki and Kim because I don't want to see no drama. I, I'm a, I'm okay with it, but I can see why Kim would say I would do it with Nikki because at this point Kim got the hits, right? Oh, Kim, Kim definitely, definitely got, the got the hits. Yeah, she definitely. Like nobody can deny it. It's a shame. Because Remy, Remy don't got the hits. Remy don't got it she at all. She sat down for seven years. What she say? Six years, seven, seven. <laughs> six winter, six winter, seven summers. Sorry, boo. You don't got the hits. You got the talent. Talent and hits don't match. But did you, but did you see that um, Key Sweat and Bobby Brown doing one on Thursday? Mm-mm, I didn't know that. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's a great that's matchup. That's an entertaining one. That's a, and I'll actually watch that. I'm going to watch I like it. Both of them. Download. I know a lot of people had posted this book, X this on Instagram, and I didn't get a chance to answer them. But download the Fight app, F I T E, on your TV or your Roku or um, Fire Stick or whatever you have or Apple TV. Okay. Download that, and you can watch it on your TV. Oh. And if y'all download it, add them and let them know that we told y'all. Exactly. So they okay. can look out, you know. We get a little exactly. sponsorship, but How definitely check it? out the FITE fight app, and I know it's I free. Know. Thursday, you said? Yep. Thursday, I believe, at 8. But that's they'll be entertaining, because I think Bobby Brown funny as shit. Bobby <laughs> is. I was just watching Real Husbands of Hollywood laughing at him, making fun of himself. Funny. You know. My daughter going to say, I thought Bobby Brown was dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> I said, you done fucking killed Bobby. Then she said she thought he was old. She said, I thought he was way older than that. And I'm like, what? I said, you thought Whitney Houston's husband? That, he was married to Whitney? I said, oh, my God. Now I know Why I'm Why does she even know who Bobby Brown is? I don't know. And don't know nothing about she, her. She going to say, oh, he was married to Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> Every week, you do the head like a new revelation We should have about a Malia, something. right, a Malia little just revelation. One of her little um, conversations with Malia. Yeah, A little statement she just threw out there. Like, what is it that she didn't know that Beyonce and Jay-Z had matched? Had matched a tattoo. She just knew she was telling me something. Where she was spilling tea. <laughs> Love it. That is, yeah, that's, um, that's but so Crazily, um, Wednesday, Bill Cosby was released from prison. <laughs> Mm. So Natasha is going to tell us a bit about that. Mm. So I'm going to, you know, I'm not no lawyer or nothing, you guys, but from I'm just going to only speak from my understanding of what happened. So I'm um, to backtrack. 
years ago in 2004, 2005-ish, um, a woman came forward and accused Bill of sexually assaulting her, basically raping her and drugging her. The DA at the time refused to press criminal charges against Bill Cosby. So the woman wound, wound up civilly suing Bill um, for monetary losses, you know, just, you know, saying that, you know, she suffered trauma and stuff like that, therapy. So during the civil lawsuit, when Bill was given his deposition, they included a lot of women in the past that had also suffered from him, you know, um, drugging and raping them. The reason why they he could never um, he was never convicted of that because it was out of statute. The limitations was over with them. These other women, so all they could do was serve as a witness mm. for um, the woman Andrea, but. Bill wasn't being criminally prosecuted or anything like that. So it was just to kind of shape his character, but not, you know, charge him with that. Mm -hmm. So the woman winds up, I believe, winning the civil suit. And then as the years progressed from 2004 to 2015, I think he mm -hmm. um, was arrested, a lot of other women started coming out. But again, we're past the statute of limitations. A lot of people seen the documentaries and stuff that came out. That's why it came out. So what the, the new DA came out and said, well, you know what? I'm going to, oh, let me backtrack. I'm sorry, I forgot a part. So during the civil lawsuit, Bill admitted to using quaaludes and drugging this woman that was civilly suing him to have sex with her. Mm -hmm. So once he did that, and you look at the picture that's being painted, he admitted guilt for this one thing that he could be, you know, civilly charged for. He's not criminal charged, so I guess he felt comfortable to say, oh, yeah, I did it or whatever, because, you know, all, all the other women, they're out of statute of limitations, and this is just civil. So, yeah, I did it, you know, whatever. Yeah. I paid the money. Okay, so like I said, let's fast forward 10 years. DA is looking at it. It's all these other women coming out, you know, same old women, new women. And they're like, well, we're going to use what the women in that civil lawsuit, the witnesses, what they said, and get him. We're going to pursue charges against him criminally now based off of something that was mentioned in a civil lawsuit, which I guess is technically a no-no. Right. Um, but if you think about it, when it comes to just basic morale, I mean, he did admit to fucking doing it. Right. So anyway, he got arrested. He basically was charged based off of the testimony that was used civilly against him. And that's why he was able to get out now from a technicality because what they're saying is they breached um, his amendment to his Fifth Amendment because mm -hmm. if he knew that he was it was going to incriminate him later, he would have never admitted that he did it civilly. Oh, you see crazy. how the fucking law work? Ain't that some crazy shit? That's some crazy shit. And that's some shit... Some on white shit. Exactly. Only they can make this shit up. I'm sorry for any of our white listeners. But no, no, no. Only yeah, they, as I mean, the, if the you decide to listen system. to us, you know, <laughs> you want to hear our black ass opinion now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. Right. But it's definitely some shit that, you know, was created in this country to get white, keep white men out of jail and things mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. now it's really, people are learning the justice system. Yep. And they're able to overturn things, and it's so fucked up because it's like rape and things of these and sexual assault. It's just so hard to prove that it's an actual crime, and I just yes, it is. It's so like disgusting. It's so it's, fucked up, and and I get it because it's like y'all illegally 
y'all didn't do your due diligence to, right. you know, actually, you kind of were lazy on this case a little bit. Right. Didn't do your due diligence to really have him arrested on concrete facts. Right. Y'all kind of, y'all did break the law by doing that. So I can see why he's released, but I don't feel like anybody should be celebrating that. That does That's not so mean he weird. is innocent. That's like, basically, if someone murdered your family member, mm-hmm. but the cops forgot to read them their fucking Miranda rights, and they got and out they of jail in two years, yep. that does not mean they're innocent. That means that the justice system didn't do their due diligence. Yep. And that's fucked up. It's it's super fucked up. And the other thing is, I, w- I won't even say that they messed up. I feel like the DA, the new one that pursued him criminally, that got him locked up, mm-hmm. they just were so adamant about getting him locked up, which is, to me, when you see, you hear all the, ex- you know, different experiences of all these women, makes sense. they like, we just trying to get him for fucking anything because right. he is out see of the statute of limitations. Yeah. And it's like, well, damn, what can we do? Because this man is just the fuck out free. Just freely, he was us allowed to rape people. And because he was, uh, you know, Heath, Heathcliff Huxtable, you know, he's supposed to fucking stay out of jail because he's, he's in his age. he's old. It. And I find it so, you know what I feel funny? And I'm not saying this in a way like he doesn't deserve to have been locked up because I definitely, I was one of few people that was like, lock that nigga Me too. But <laughs> I felt like after really, I, you know, I, I'm into old Hollywood doing research and things like that. Right. And to see how close friends he was with Hugh Hefner. Mm. And to mm-hmm. hear that the different um, women that were associated with him saying that, I, for, I think her name was Holly. She was from Girls Next Door. I believe it was Holly. She was like one of his main girlfriends on Girl Next Door on E. And she was Hugh, set. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner's okay. girlfriend. I'm okay. sorry. He had a show on E with three girlfriends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe mm-hmm. the, it was Bridget, Holly, and Kendra. Don't ask why my teenage ass was watching I that show. I remember that, though. I was but watching it, too. <laughs> she wrote a book. Okay. And in the book, she said that in order to have sex, every night he would come a plate with quaaludes. Oh. And that they would take them, and that that was how she would have sex with him because she would take a pill, and it happened. So would it make her pass out, or just is, was was it like a e pill or something? I get, I think different ones do different things. For, oh. You know, like they just would. He would have a party tray of pills. So there's definitely pills where it's you're kind of in your body but out your body type oh, thing. Shit. And, Somewhere it's you know you won't remember anything or That's some sick shit where you'll probably just be or and others where you're just laid out. But she did say that, and I'm like you know he had to have been doing this for years, and the fact that you know his ass died, mm-hmm. and it was very known that he would have these parties and they were infamous and they were young women and yep. everybody wasn't allegedly 18 mm-hmm. and everyone did it. It's like. This T.I. thing, too, where it's like, it right. definitely blurs lines, and I don't really know, like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's some blurred lines between all of this shit where it's like, at one point, you were offered. Right. And then at another point, some people are drugged, and it's like, right. and when it's not consistent, that's where it makes everything questionable. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I could go to a party and be offered weed and say no, and nothing will happen to me. Right. So, but these parties where they use pills and they pass them out like fucking candy, it seems as if there is no no. Right. Because if you say no, they might slip the shit in your drink. You know what I mean? 
I just, I don't understand the um, people so pro him getting out of jail. And I it's like when I hear, you know, I'm reading comments and people are like, yay, finally free him. Oh, Boozy will be happy, blah, blah, blah. I'm, what I'm confused about is so... I, I don't know. All I hear is whoever was the person that created the persona of Heathcliff Huxtable, mm-hmm. the fucking fake doctor, y'all are so fucking naive. And this is, goes to show, that's why I said I wanted to be PR, because you can control, when you can you control, control a, the, the image of somebody, mm-hmm. yep, you can control, you can control everything. You can make your client a fucking saint or a fucking bad guy very, very that, easily look, if you're great the at PR. did that with Hugh Hefner, did it so well. Even mm-hmm. Donald's Trump's team mm-hmm. did a great fucking job. Yep. He has been clearly very anti-black, allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't gonna catch my right. ass. Let me throw that in there, bitch. <laughs> right. For a very long time. And yet, we've seen him with rappers. Yeah. We've seen him on television shows of black TV. Yeah. We've seen black people on The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. We've seen all of these things. And it's like, they... Whoever does the PR and when you shake hands with the media, they really just shape the whole person and make you think things. And you be like, oh, wait, I didn't know this person was racist. I didn't know this mm-hmm. person was a sexual assault, yep. you know, person, whatever. Yep. And but, like you said about controlling the media, that's but yeah, you, you control the media, media the newspaper, you control the narrative. All you gotta do is pay your editor off. Control the fucking narrative. And this is why, you know, that whole thing happened with Nikki and T. S. Madison and Kaya, because Nikki was trying to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And that's what Kaya didn't want. Like, oh well, I wanna be able to speak freely about you. And uh, I feel like yeah. a lot of celebrities do that. They, you know, they become shake hands cool. with bloggers and So don't order, talk about me. You know, don't or, talk about me. Or at least I'm gonna put, put you it to in me. This first, room, right? You exactly. know, and spin it this way, and I and I, I it's smart. No, oh, very, very but, much so. You know, I will say, you know, Wendy Williams is one of those people in radio you can't even do that shit with. No, and that's why nobody likes her. Yeah, <laughs> and even though you could probably do that shit now, no, you can't. She still says what the fuck ever. Yeah, she she'll does. say it to you. Yeah, but it's like. Those and that's why she's an icon right. because there's those people where you cannot shift the way that they think, right. and that's why you know certain people hate them or love them. You can appreciate them because you can't you the the other beings can't shape the way that they think or the way that they speak or the mm-hmm. way that they deliver the news. You can't buy my silence. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm, it's not for sale. And I definitely this is. But my point is. I don't understand. So he, they did such a good job of portraying him as a character on TV, mm-hmm. as this fun, you know, this warm family doctor that y'all dumbasses fucking wrote with that narrative and believe this is who he is and not the person that he mm-hmm. portrayed to be. So now the real him comes out and it's like, oh no, free bill. Now granted, people can, I love when people bring up, you know, the dad from 7th Heaven. Yes, why the fuck isn't he locked up? Yeah, why, why isn't Kevin Spacey he? fucking locked up? I can keep going to go, alright, they have Harvey Weinstein, but there's so many fucking and other so people, many people, especially, you know, in the Disney realm and that's a whole nother yep. thing. But like, Nickelodeon too. Nickelodeon, like the guy from all, all of that, all shit. that. Right, the, that the, the you talk about the white producer guy yeah. I watched it I don't remember his name but him yeah but him that too. and it's like these are people we should be holding everybody accountable exactly and I feel disgusted when I see black women specifically are like hype about this and I'm like y'all have a bad 
thing of doing this shit because you like a celebrity or because you think that they're good at whatever it is that you enjoy mm-hmm. that you say fuck whatever happens yep. and it's it's like fuck the same victims. shit that happened with Robin fucking Givens. How about y'all it? fucking hated her and treated her like shit because the only time where she could actually say something about what happened and be safe right. is on national TV. Right. Y'all talking about she could have called the cops and did you don't think the cop's going to shake his fucking hand? Right. He's the fucking world champion. Exactly. And this nigga's a world champion beating her ass. Exactly. Can you imagine? He can Look fuck at up Floyd Mayweather. You know what He's I mean? He's been down that road, too. And it's like, y'all, but y'all blame the women. Yep, every time. Because it's her fault. Because she ran time. into his fist, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, they, they their careers suffer. But it's like, at the grand scheme of it, I'd rather my career suffer than me just... Falling at the wayside. Because mm-hmm. cause a real bitch going to bounce back every single time. Exactly. And unfortunately, at this point, Bill Cosby is look at now as they fucking come. Mm. And I just pray that he went, because you know he need a fucking aid. He don't try no crazy ass shit with them. Mm-hmm. Now let some shit start coming out with um, younger children. Is it because it's not children and it was grown ass women that it was acceptable? Or because it wasn't you. Mm, oh yeah, how about <laughs> you know? it? How about and that? I love, 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 love. You know me, some Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. But I also feel oh, like I question her a your lot. story and how you perceived him and how he has given you the utmost respect does not mean that he hasn't done that. He's done that with everybody. Right. People do that all the time. I'm gonna give people in my close proximity all the respect. I'm gonna treat them right. I'm gonna put them. But in this door. bitch had hus- a husband the whole damn time. She been exactly. married the majority of the time that they was on yeah. the show any damn way. And it's he's when not get an opportunity. Uh, mind you, to do he's that. been doing this already. By the time the Cosby come, he has already been in Studio 54. He's already been. He understands exactly. how to move. Exactly. He knows not to do that with someone that's a co-star and mm. a co. He knows everybody head, that's on that set. Mm. He can't fuck with. Right. You know. Even though he had that weird uh, relationship with, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Denise. Right. Yeah. What's her real name? I forget her name. But he had right that now. weird relationship with her that that was just very but odd it, to it's me. because of the fact that i want to control mm-hmm. this situation and when you lisa bonnet yeah lisa bonnet there you and go. when like, you are Lord. a strong personality <laughs> and you can understand that someone is trying to control you you're a little bit like oh hold up you got me fucked up i'm gonna do what i want to do like <laughs> that bitch was rebellious <laughs> and she don't and still don't give a fuck still fine as shit don't. daughter still uh-huh. um flourishing in this industry her man fine as shit her baby daddy fine as uh-huh. shit and flourishing yeah. she's good yeah she if she does. wanted and i feel like if she really really and i don't think she really liked hollywood but she wanted to you know right i'm pretty sure somebody would hire her yeah. i think you know certain shit can just taint but let's be honest None of the kids from the Cosby Show is doing well. That's true. Wise. That is true. Other than Raven. Raven. It's only people that was like guest stars that kind of made it. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, other than Raven, yeah. That's Not true. a lot happening. So either way, who's to say if she would have fell in line that her career would blossom even now, you know? Right. That's but true. Um, on to our next topic, which is another sad, sad story. Um, Free Britney. So, um, Britney Spears, um, for the last, I believe, 10 years, has been under Uh, a conservatorship. Mm -hmm. 
I think she said 13, actually. Oh, 13. <laughs> it's um, it's under a conservatorship, and her father is in charge of all things surrounding her. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, so from 2008 when she cut her hair, and I believe she was diagnosed, you know, with some type of mental um, issue. Right. Um, her father had took over her estate basically in a way where she can harm her, with the belief that she can harm herself or harm others and that she cannot make decisions decisions as an adult and right. that someone else would have to do that. So sometimes in a layman's terms, you know, I guess like if you had Social Security and you have a payee right. because you're not able to make, that's a small shit. You know, small portion of that where someone can control your money, make sure that you're okay. And it's usually for people that are not able at all to do anything but stay alive, right? Right. Exactly. But over the last 13 years, Britney Spears has had a Vegas residency, has put out music, has performed at award shows, has performed at festivals. Mm -hmm. However, it's still being told that she cannot make decisions for herself down to the... um, who she dates, how often she sees her children, what she posts on social media, what she wears. And last week, she went to court to try to get out of this conservatorship. And I'm just going to read a little bit from the shade room. It says, roommates, if you've been following the heartbreaking saga of Britney Spears' efforts to permanently remove her father, Jamie Spears, as her conservator, then you know that she has made very few statements in court regarding the issue as she preferred to speak through her legal team. But that drastically changed earlier last week. Appearing remotely, Britney Spears didn't hold back anything regarding her father's treatment of her in the last 13 years she's been in her conservator. He's been her conservator. And she revealed is more shocking than fans could have ever imagined. CNN reports Britney Spears personally asked to speak to Judge Brenda Penny and explain why she desperately wanted her almost 15-year conservatorship under the father under her father terminated. Speaking by phone for almost 20 minutes, she did detail horrific claims of abuse, being forcibly drugged with lithium, and also being made to keep an IUD in place so that she doesn't have any more children. At one point, Brittany stated, the control he had to hurt his own daughter, he loved it. I worked seven days a week. It was like sex trafficking. I didn't have a credit card, cash, or my passport. Speaking about the horrors of being put on lithium against her will, which is a drug commonly used to treat bipolar disorder, Brittany dropped the bombshell. She went on to say, it's a strong drug. You can go mentally impaired if you stay on it longer than five months. I felt drunk. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad about anything. They had me with six different nurses. My family didn't do a goddamn thing. She also detailed her wish to expand her family. That has been stopped. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told I can't get married. I have to keep an IUD inside. Did you hear it? Did you listen to it? Yeah, I did listen to it. I felt, so, this is what I don't get, and I this is the point that she made that was the loudest to me out of everything else. So, I'm well enough to go to work mm-hmm. and make fucking money for y'all. Mm-hmm. and But when I don't do, if I say I'm tired, I don't want to do this show, or I don't do this dance step, 
then now I'm being threatened. You're going, you're calling my therapist saying that I'm mm-hmm. uncontrollable. I'm acting erratic. And then you're, um, now you're prescribing me lithium mm-hmm. because I didn't want to fucking perform, which is just a regular basic right that I have. If I don't feel like doing it, I don't fucking mm-hmm. want to do it. So basically now you're taking this conservatorship Conservative, yeah. Conservatorship, yeah. You said I it. can't. I'm, I was gonna say I was. You said try, it. I was not gonna try. I know what the fuck she meant. <laughs> say. But they're taking this and basically abusing it at this point. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Jamie said? Her, her sister? sister. Yes, I did. What do you think about what Jamie Lynn I, said? I agree with her. I I get to. I think. Well, what she basically was saying that. People were coming at her saying that, oh, she didn't do enough to advocate for her sister. Right. She said, I have done it privately for right. a very long time. I take care of myself. My sister does not take care of me. I've been taking care of myself since I was a child. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she she basically said, like, she's happy that she um, was able to advocate for herself in court because she hasn't done that yet. Right. And that she has told her to do it numerous times. But Brady said she didn't know she could do it. Yeah. I mean, if you also aren't in your, if you're lucid, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? How or can if you, you didn't know. Maybe yeah. she really just did didn't not know understand. that I can appeal that I can say, oh, I don't like this. They probably made sure she didn't know a lot she of shit. She didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I do get that. I think sometimes with social media, if you don't say it yeah. publicly, people, excuse me, people don't think you've done it. Right. And, um... So you believe Jamie Lynn when she said, I believe her too. I believe she her. doesn't benefit. But the only part that when she was talking, I was over talking to her. And I'm like, because isn't she the one married to um, Evan Ross? No, Not girl. That's, That's Ashley Simpson? Yeah, bitch. Okay. I thought, I'm like, I, no, I get them confused? The controversy <laughs> around said, you. No, girl, you looked at me like I was... Y'all should see the way she looks. No, girl. The controversy that was around Jamie Lynn Spears is that she was starring on a Nickelodeon show. Right. And she got pregnant while filming the show, and she was only 15. Right. 15 or 16. Right. I do vaguely remember. And after that, she, you know, hasn't really worked. But I think you make pretty good money because it's a lot of Disney stars that are, like, Nickelodeon stars. Is it still... Um, is it being syndicated? Like, is mm-hmm. it still? It on? was syndicated for a while because I used to watch it before I go to bed. It's my, okay. it was my show. So then maybe, maybe. So she, she is. probably maybe does. And I got what she said when she was like, "If she want to fuck up her life, she seems sincere about caring her fuck about her up sister. Her life, yeah. yeah, she did seem sincere like about if, caring if, about her. If I'll this say is going to fuck up her life, yeah. as long as she's not harming herself, as long as she's not harming anybody else, there are people that have mental health disorders right. that live great fulfilling lives that right. aren't don't have the same pressures of that Britney Spears has that live great lives right. they're able to have families they're able to have jobs they're able to work and do any make decisions for themselves right y'all are placing a stigma as if she she can do but she can perform so she can learn up. dance steps mm-hmm. she can work days She's at a time for that. <laughs> but she cannot make her own decision mm-hmm. about who she... And if she is with somebody and they might want to take advantage of her, what's the difference between you and them? Exactly. Nothing besides... She doesn't even get to be around her children as much because, you know, of the narrative that you guys place. Mm-hmm. And I get it. When someone is newly diagnosed, you know, families do want to jump in and her help as much as... fuck, though. But... 
that's what I was about to say. Y'all don't give a fuck about that. The dad was not even there for her like that. That's the that's the main problem. He didn't give a fuck did all you, these years. Uh, did you see like it was on YouTube? I watched it at the beginning of this year, and it was like a fan put together this video of how um, Britney was kind of abused throughout her entire career. Okay. And, you know, she was on a Mickey Mouse House Club, and I believe she was, like, on um, Star... Was it was it the show? Star Search? Star Search. Yeah, she was. And they were like, if you notice, she sung in a very deep voice. Right. A very deep country voice for a very long time, very beautiful voice. Yeah. She had range. But they asked her to sound very childlike when she got signed. Oh, and okay. um, dress, you know, dress the way she did and speak the way she did. And, you know, these things right. where it's like this, not even her natural singing voice. That's crazy. Like you guys changed her life totally. And it also before we go to the next thing. Fuck Justin Timberlake and your caping ass. Oh, yeah, I can't. All of a sudden, oh, regardless of what happens, I still want Britney to be well. Bitch, you, you contribute to the shit. Right. Like, get the fuck out you of here. You didn't give a fuck mm. then and don't give a fuck now. Right. Sing your silent prayers like you like you did before because you publicly was on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny when you said about the natural singing voice? Mm-hmm. Remember, did you watch you watched Paris Hilton's documentary, right? When she talked yes. about how she, could, she switched her yes. voice to and she was talking a soft way and acted yeah. this way. She kind of played it up because that's what sold, I You guess. know what was crazy about that part is that the girls that she was in that facility with where, like, when they saw um, The Simple Life and she was acting so ditzy, like, she didn't know how to sweep and that her voice was different, the girl was like, I was like, she knows how to sweep. We had to clean every single day. She knows how to throw out trash. She knows what Walmart is. We had to do that. They were like, even your voice, it was so different. And she was like, yeah, I know. She was like, I just could do it. She was like, "That's I just did whatever I felt like people wanted me to do. And they hung tight, and I see that she shouted Britney out mm-hmm. recently when she DJed somewhere. So, like, my point is, in that era, especially that time, paparazzi was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's during, you know, you see what happened to Princess Diana, God rest her soul. But, like, paparazzi did not give a fuck, and Mm-mm. Britney was at the epitome of that. Like, besides, to me, Michael Jackson, I don't even feel like Beyonce was on the Britney Spears Though, level. When it, it came to paparazzi. Britney Spears, it was Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Um, Paris Hilton. Hilton. They were obsessed with them. And um, even Britney Murphy obsessed with them and it it, is so scary because all of these women have severe issues even um mariah carey yeah um jay slate official on instagram has done this um this storyboard on her story where she talks about all these different things that mariah carey has been through okay and one of them she really broke down how the paparazzi how the media really really just did not give a fuck about her and how they tore her down at the lowest point in her life and how her her brother, and I read this in her book, her brother actually tried to get her committed when she had exhaustion. Oh, shit. And she was, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And he tried to get her committed so that he can do the same thing that Jamie Spears did to Britney. But she I was able... I never even knew she was diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah, she did... A couple of years ago, she came out and said that that's when she was diagnosed, oh. and she didn't want to acknowledge it. Right. But it's so fucking crazy because it's like all of these women were like, 
fighting for their lives and the fucking paparazzi yeah. and these tabloids and TMZ and all of these things mm-hmm. were on their fucking ass. It's crazy. Like, of course she wasn't taking medicine because then she'll have a staff member taking picture of her fucking medicine and, and, and posting it and sending it to Star yep. Magazine. And for $20 million, they used to pay heavy. They pay heavy. Too. They would pay heavy. They pay heavy. You get the you right picture. And if you don't even get the, you know, bottles, right. you know, that with the name on it, because, you know, we've worked in spaces where sometimes they don't do that. Right. You have to worry about staff. Right. And if TMZ gonna pay me twenty million and I'ma just lose possibly lose my job. Right, fuck it. Fuck it. Well but that's why the paparazzi was so aggressive too, because yeah. their whole thing is, you know, the the money shots was the aggressive behavior, something sporadic, some shit that was sell. So now they're saying disrespectful shit to you when they're taking pictures. They're not yeah. just being nice to you. They're like saying very hurtful things. They're calling you fat. They're talking about maybe failed relationships you had. All this to your face, and it's a bunch of people waiting to catch your reaction about it because they want to sell a magazine or an article. It's so fucked up. So even on that um, Britney Spears documentary, they had um, the Enquirer address this, and which is another one. Like y'all definitely benefited from this too. So it's crazy that you guys did this. Yeah, Mm. but the guy, you know, they asked him like, "Now, do you feel bad?" He just was like, "No, I don't. I had kids to feed," and it's like. That's so fucked up. That, like, you're a flawed ass person. Fuck you. Free Britney. <laughs> Free Britney. We Free love Britney, her. bitch. Remember when Cat Williams was talking about when my son used to fuck with Britney Heavy? Like, everybody knew a Britney song. You'd be motherfucking but, lying if you said you ain't know the, no Britney Spears I song. I could do a great Britney Spears impression. I'm going to do it off the air. Oh, God. I want her to do it on the air. See? Here we go. Why can't they hear it? Because they can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to talk about Eva Marcel mm. at the BET Awards. So um, a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about how Michael Castillo was talking, was um, trying to jump on the Chrissy Teigen bandwagon and saying that she caused him to go into depression because she some of the things she said in response to him um, calling a black woman a racial slur and trying to attack her in a um in a fabric shop in L.A. Right. Um, I didn't address them because I think it was after we record, but Eva wrote on Instagram about how he was a good friend of hers and we shouldn't try to cancel people and she he's always going to have support from her and all of these, you know, caping things. And mm-hmm. I seen that and I was just like... What was the purpose? It was no purpose. And my problem with that is, like I said with the Bill Cosby thing, just because someone treated you okay exactly. does not mean that they have done that to everyone. Right. That doesn't mean they have gave everybody else the same grace. So at one of the blackest events in fucking TV, you know, history, there right. were there's possibly some of the women who stated that, you know, th- these claims to him probably could have been there or watched it. Right. She decided to go on a red carpet, donned, and her handmaid tells best <laughs> and Michael Not Castillo. It looked a fucking wreck. I was gonna say it didn't look. It looked like me. a red <laughs> bitch. If you gonna step in some bullshit, you need to step the fuck out. So then when I see that shit, I could be like, well, the bitch do look good. Right, it is a nice dress. You look like fucking mammy. You look like a fucking twelve years of slave extra, <laughs> bitch. You look the fucking mess. It looked like she had on like what is it? What is that called that you put on a tablecloth? Like them old ones yeah. though, like that your grandma. 
my man. Bitch, you look like you're churning butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. But she, so they're like, oh, what are you wearing? And she was like, oh, Michael Costello. And she was so proud the, of the um the reporter was like, Oh, are you making a statement? She said, I am. And she was like, Well, what's the statement? She was like, Well, I believe in canceled things like police brutality, um, wage inequities, not people. He's a good person, he's a good friend to me, and we shouldn't cancel people. I don't think calling someone to the fire about their racism and then they deny it is cancellation. If I don't want to work with you as a black woman because of the shit you said to another black woman, I don't have to. And for you to get your black ass on the biggest black platform and say some shit, it's a slap in the fucking face. And I should have fucking known better, bitch. Because when I was watching America's Next Top Model, you easily became friends with the white girl. And you had a lot of shit to say about Yaya. Ain't she biracial? No, her mama just light skin. You sure? Her father is really like Creole looking, like very light. I think her dad is something. I I remember watching the doc on them before. But my point is, yeah, I agree with you about her on America's Next Mm -hmm. Top Model. She very much, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like she's real pro black. She wasn't pro black on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Me and you talked about this off air. Um, you know, when she called, what was she, Shamari that she called? Yeah. Black with a Q. She was talking about Shamia. Oh, yeah. And she, she was black like, with oh, a yeah, Q. she's black, but not with a Q, like Shamari. Just you, weird shit. Weird shit. Just she weird. called them nappy headed. Like, this bitch is weird, and I'm mad because I was so excited when you won America's Next Time Idol. Girl, I cried. My I black was so ass happy. was me. Me and my mom was jumping me up and Me and my mom and my sisters, we was screaming. <laughs> we did this to Fantasia and Eva when they won. Yeah, we Fantasia were crying. Too. We were screaming. We were like, yes, because we uh-huh. watched the show every single week. Right. And, bitch, you did deserve the win, though. You did. Because yeah, you, you did that shit. She did. And I'm going to call it spade, but you got some. Especially fun. when she walked with that fucking book in her head, and she was like, it's not going to fall. Okay. But he was like, watch how I was about to fall she said it's not, not going, going to fall, fall. <laughs> they picture with the um spider with the spider iconic right but right. bitch you fucked up you a fucked up ass bitch and then the fact that all of a sudden you don't believe in cancellation of people after you you talked freely about the shit that your baby father did to you and rightfully so he should right. be held accountable for what the fuck he did to you and the other woman. But right. let's not forget, it, it was claims against him from that other woman when you were fucking him. Oh, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> People have said things about him when you were fucking him. Right. And then you learn, because that lady's child is older. Oh, because she thought she had golden pussy. Yeah, everybody thinks they got the golden <laughs> pussy. And these niggas she got golden go gloves. <laughs> she was going to be the exception of the rule. Yeah, role. you're not the exception. You're fucking not. People, either if they don't do it in the first five years, they might do it in the last ten. Right. They are who they but are, like I said last week. the fact that you just cape for the wrong shit and you all of a sudden don't you believe went out in cancellation. Way. So when somebody lets him songwrite for him, for them, mm. or lets him sing on a track, or... A judge allows him to have visitation with your child. Right. Don't believe in cancellation then. Right. I don't agree. believe that. Because I do believe that he should, you know, face his consequences from the shit he has done. Right. But since you don't believe in the cancel culture, make sure, help him out, put him in the right room with somebody so he can get a second chance at life, bitch. <laughs> 
Ooh, well, there you have it. You know, I mean, you know how you feel about that. <laughs> it's like the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, Mary J. Blige, My Life documentary. What did oh, you think about that? Oh, my God. I loved it. I was crying in like the first two minutes of it when she was crying on stage, girl. I love it. I love Mary. And it, you know what, though? I saw a lot of me in her. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of bad to say, but I'm being transparent here. I, I saw a lot of me in her because of, especially when she talked about um, dimming her light a lot. Yeah. Um, and when, you know, even when I see her on The Breakfast Club, before I seen a documentary, and she kept, you know, they kept saying, but you're Mary, and she's like, but I didn't look at me as Mary that everybody else see. I'm just a regular-ass bitch. She going through her own stuff. She had her drug issues. She had, you know, issues with men and domestic abuse. She mm-hmm. had issues in her, you know, relationships just with her open, you know, public divorce that was very, very fucking messy. Right. Issues with just, you know, things in life with herself and her attitude. It's a lot of things that went on. Um, I remember, and I guess, you know, maybe they're still not friends but I remember years ago do you remember countdown to lock up or what was something like that for little Kim when she's about to go to um, jail Mm -hmm. and I remember there was an episode where Mary came on because you know they used to hang tight back in Mm -hmm. the day and Mary apologized to Kim for not being there for her Mm -hmm. and even and my point of saying that is at that time even though I didn't know all the facts of anything and I still don't you know we only know what they tell us You could tell, I feel like when she talked in the documentary about changing certain things about herself and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, having to kind of move away from different circles, that that was one of them. Mm -hmm. Like, Kim seemed like somebody that's cool. Like I said, I stand for Kim. But, you know, it seemed like that was, you know, when they was hanging with Missy and this and that, that was a lot of party shit, and that was shit that she had to kind of back away from. And around that time, she was still around Scott Storch. And thanks to Manny Fresh, we all know what Scott Storch was into. Right, well, how about it? And you know what I didn't like, though? Um, I love the documentary, but this is about somebody else that I watched before I seen the documentary. So the, the artist that was on Death Row, I forget his fucking name. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Des. The one that's gay now. And oh, he's no. like out like, out as being gay. I forget his name. I swear I'm going to write in the comments when I remember y'all. But he was talking about his different experiences with Death Row, and he mentioned... Um, how Tupac, like, Mary messed with Tupac, like, so when they talked about Misa and Mary being cool or whatever, mm-hmm. um, at one point, Misa was, like, fucking with Suge, I guess, and Mary oh, was fucking with, um, yeah, it's pretty much, they got pictures together, like, she was Still laid throwing out, out allegedly, <laughs> for real, but anyway, um, they basically the guy was saying Tupac said that Mary's pussy stank, which you know I hate when men try to do that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's weak anyway, nigga shit. and look where it's coming from. Um, back to it, you know. But anyway, he was saying that and how like you know when Mary, the part that bothered me though, but he said though was he was mar- messing with Mary first when he was younger. He said I messed with Mary before Tupac, so he felt kind of felt the way when she started messing with Tupac. But one time, oh, the guy said Mary pussy sink. The guy said Tupac said it, uh, but he also said he fucked with Mary before Pac did. My point of saying is just to put it in context is he said when he was messing with Mary, one time somebody was banging on the door when they was like in a room or something, and Mary jumped up and like fucking hid, and he was really caught off guard, like what the hell is going on? And she was like, I know it's him, I know it's him, 
talking about fucking KC. And he was like, that's when he knew, like, she was really getting, because she was with him at the time when she was messing with this guy Mm -hmm. that I'm talking about. I swear I got to find his name. Um, But anyway, he was saying that's how he knew, like, the way that she reacted was like like a child that was scared of, like, their, you know, parent, like I'm like mm. she really thought that she was about to like she had PTSD or something. Right. Like it was a loud noise and she freaked out. So to hear her talk about it on a documentary mm-hmm. was really sad because I'm like, well damn, you know, like she really he was really fucking her up. Yeah. That's a shame. What That's did you sad. think about it? Um I have, you know, we I've watched a lot of Mary things over the years. Um one thing about Mary, and I do feel bad when people say this that they like her sad music. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a fucked up thing to say to someone that, like, is battling depression, battling all mm-hmm. of these trials and tribulations. Because it's a lot of fun, upbeat Mary songs that I fucking love. Right. But, um, you know, I'll get them. Crunkle. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody like that. I'm I not like, going to sing it. They're not like going to copyright us. Yeah, I love that song. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's sad to think, like, She's really going through this shit. This mm-hmm. is all songs from conversations that she's had with these writers and that she's telling them, this is how I feel right now. And that is at the height, you know? Right. Um, the 411 did great. She should be on top of the world. But this is where she's at right now in mm-hmm. a very, very low vibrations. And that's why they're able to write such great music because it's real shit. Right. And one thing about Mary is like, Whatever state she's in, she's going to be honest about that. Right. And just to know the background of some of these songs is so sad. Like, God damn. It is. It, it really is. And to is. realize she was under 25 at the time. She's yeah. a young girl. And I'm 30 now, but I'm like, so many things, you know, like Amisa, Mary, Faith Evans, Kim, it's like they went through a lot of shit before they were anywhere near 30. Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the shit they dealt with. Also, when Diddy was like, oh, it was some, I forgot the song, but he was like, oh, I felt like um, Mary was talking to me. I understood what she was saying about being brokenhearted because that's when I uh, was going through my breakup with Misa. And I said, oh, like when you allegedly slept with her friend and picked her shit up and uh, she didn't know a friend that she was letting stay with y'all because... Her friend's baby daddy left her, and you later decided to have children with her and help her raise her child. But y'all, you know, y'all read between those lines. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that breakup that you caused, bitch. But you know what? It's funny you said that. So when he was talking, I was thinking, because I seen how Mary was, um, she's always embraced Diddy. And it seemed like she was embracing him even then. Like, you know, it seemed like she's never. At one point with him, they had stopped talking. But what I'm saying is it never seemed to be um, on a level that other people had it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a big part of it is the way that he is, and it it goes back to her and the abuse part, the way that they say Diddy can be as far as, you know, when he's working with artists, the way he talks to you and stuff. I feel like their dynamic was probably like that mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. And I feel like she, you know kind of knew what and what not to do. She more so probably fell in line than other um, artists. artists Also, I was going to say, she wasn't wasn't on Bad Boy either. She was on Uptown, and Andre Harrell is a buffer. That's true. Because, like, while she works with Diddy, 
both of their bosses and their father figure is Andre Harrell, which was also very sad to see in a documentary yeah, how is. active he was in it and the most beautiful things he had to say about her and how he believed in her from the start and said and spoke such affirmations into her that she didn't even see herself. Yeah. And he's not here to um, see it. Yeah. Um, that was very, like, a very touching moment. And, um, you know, shout out to the men like him yeah. who can see a star in someone without them seeing it themselves and not exploit them either. Right. One thing about it, two things for sure, Mary is going to stand her fucking ground. Did you see, um, just funny, before we go to the next segment, on uh, this video from uh, New Year's, and I think Tyrese was like trying to kiss on her. Oh yeah, and she I was like, hey, "Hold on, nigga, Mary don't fucking play. <laughs> Mary don't play. I, I love said, that about her." I, I said, "Mary said, hold up, nigga, don't I was play. Like, get the fuck out my face. I don't care who you are. Like, <laughs> like uh, she's her. Like she's uh-huh. her. She's you know, she's like my mom's homegirl. You know, I can see her chilling on the porch, but my mom, you know, exactly. She's auntie." Exactly. Even though she don't want to be called auntie because she a bad bitch, but right. she's yeah. like your mom fly ass friend that comes around. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many people can just really like it's so like the documentary is based off this album, but there's so many of her songs that now as an adult, I, I felt it as a kid when I was listening to it because I thought it was just so soulful and so beautiful. Yeah. But as an adult, as a, a grown woman who have been through things, I really feel that shit. Yeah, I agree. Like, I understood, you know, why all the women, especially my mom, was playing No More Drama back and forth. Right. Because that shit, that shit feels different. That yeah. shit, like, hits different when you really go through stuff. And I miss music like that where, like, you really can feel the music. All A lot mm-hmm. of these artists are robots. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I really, I enjoyed it. And I appreciate her being so transparent. Um, I, Charlamagne pissed me off when I seen The Breakfast Club before the doc because he, you know, um, made some comments. No, it was DJ Envy saying, oh, well, what... You said there was things you would never mention. What was that? And I'm thinking, shut well, the she fuck just up. Said that Did she, she just mention. say she ain't gonna mention a dummy? You, that's why I don't like him though. Yeah, you know I got a thing. Slow. Y'all know. <laughs> but let's us get into the throwback. Who you got for us, Miss Mamas? Uh, well, actually, I received this information from Allison. Yes, shout yeah, out to um, Allison. Yes, aka um, Sweet PD on Instagram. Yes. Um. So she. Gave us a really good suggestion for this week, and I love it. I I never knew this, so reading it was kind of funny to be like, "Oh, this is this is definitely interesting." So let me open it up for y'all. Okay, so it is consisting of a beef between the rapper Eve and the rapper Foxy Brown. So in 1999, a dispute between Philly's own Eve and New York native Foxy Brown began to build up in the midst of Foxy's alleged affair with Eve's former mentor, DMX. Additional tension surfaced when Eve subliminally dissed Foxy Brown and Little Kim on her records, Let Me Blow Your Mind and Double R What, where she criticized the two for having songwriters, I mean ghostwriters, saying that she writes her own songs. In December 2002... Foxy responded to the disses on an unreleased record titled Get Off Me, in which she compared Eve to a Yorkie Terrier, dubbed her a jealous bum bitch, and criticized her single Gangsta Lovin' with Alicia Keys. 
That same year, Foxy reportedly called Eve and Philly bread rapper Charlie Baltimore disrespectful for their remake of Jay-Z and Biggie's Brooklyn's, Fi Brooklyn's Finest, a song they titled Philly's Finest. Foxy went on to say that Eve was trying to do for Rough Riders what she did for The Firm and Little Kim did for Junior Mafia, but it was just not believable. In 2002, during a radio interview with Miss Jones, Eve responded to Foxy's disc record, stating that she was glad she could be an inspiration for Foxy's ghostwriter. Period. <laughs> Eve also revealed that she had known Foxy since 1997 and called her a wankster <laughs> and a miserable, jealous bitch. She went on to say, it ain't my fault she been out since 96 and her bank account looked the same. Do you, my? You look weak. Do you? In 2003, during her interview with Wendy Williams, Foxy revealed that she hated Eve and blamed her for the breakup between her and Corrupt, saying Eve snitched about the alleged affair between her and DMX. Throughout the interview, she called Eve a poorly dressed, nappy-headed blind chick and said that she was sick and tired of Eve subliminally dissing her and Little Kim on records because she and Kim changed the game of hip-hop for female rappers. In 2017, on the show The Talk that Eve co-hosts, she subliminally mentioned Foxy when the panel spoke on experiences of someone ruining a moment in their careers. Eve described an incident when Foxy planned to sabotage her show at a club in Chicago. The promoter contacted Eve to tell her one of her friends called and wants tickets to her show. It turned out to be Foxy Brown, and despite Eve's pleas to the promoter to not give her a ticket, the promoter told Eve that because, he had, because Foxy was a bigger artist than her, he didn't want to mess up that relationship, so he gave her the tickets. Eve got ready for the show, assuming Foxy wouldn't come, but she still did anyway. And during Eve's performance, Foxy stood in the balcony behind Eve, which prompted the crowd to scream Foxy's name rather than Eve's. Eve admitted this made her want to cry, but she said the rapper in Philly in her was like, oh, you want to battle me? She didn't want to battle me, though. She just wanted to mess up my show. After Eve shared this story on the talk, she ended by saying, I'm much happier in life than she is right now. And that's on big dot, period, bitch. <laughs> exclamation, exclamation, okay. exclamation point. Because the funniest thing about it, you keep mentioning Kim, and you and Kim not even cool today. And right. you dick riding Nikki, and you keep saying shit about Kim now on her I Instagram story. I was about to say, story. a bitch you hated. That's you what trolling about. On, and then the thing is, bitch, if you and Kim wanted to write... Um, do a remix to Brooklyn's Finest. Y'all bitches been out for a long time. Y'all could have been did that shit. Y'all did that shit years ago, Y'all could have been did that shit. And don't get mad, bitch. You weren't writing your shit. Exactly. You weren't. Period. I mean, it is what it is. Don't come for my Eve, okay? I love Eve. You weren't. You weren't. Don't come for and her. You, and the thing is, you're going to let her uh, poorly dress. One thing about it, two things for sure. Eve was stepping every was single fucking say. time. But Foxy, I, I can't. I just, you know, that's like, not even what's... It's, like like it, she said, like she's doing way better now. It's the, the, you're delusional. Right. It just, you know, girl, girl, Like girl. he said, that that is the theme for the show. You're delusional. <laughs> like... <laughs> like a motherfucker. Yes. Like what? Like a motherfucker. So, yeah, that was that. So thanks again, Allison. I yes, appreciate this story. Allison. I hope you guys enjoyed it. it if y'all really have any more that y'all come please. across, Please, I was going to say that. Yeah, submit any stories that you know of. I'll, you know, check. You could just send me an article or something. I'll do my own research. But, you right, know, just yeah, know just let me. us know what's up. Just tell us the topic. Yeah. And we'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, um, but next, that. we're going to get into our boss bag. Oh, <laughs> so. This, I should have hazed it um, So this week is going to be um, my little cousin, Anaya. She has um, a company where she sells rose petal blunt um, rollers. I know so, that's right. Um, basically, it's supposed to be, you know, a better scent than a traditional Dutch or blunt. Um, it's supposed to the smell of roses, you know, has a aromatherapy aromatherapeutic quality. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say aromatherapy, but it didn't go in there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> anyway, also supposed to be possibly an aphrodisiac when you smoke Ooh. it, and it's better. For you, you know, your lungs than a traditional um, tobacco leaf or anything like yeah, that. It's not supposed to. Right. And no nicotine, right? No nicotine whatsoever. So right now she um, is still building up, um, you know, doing pre-orders on her website. Okay. So you guys can follow her on Instagram. It's Rebel Rose, um, but Rebel spell R, the number three, B-E-L, Rose, um, and just follow her. She has a link in the bio where you can sign up for um, the emails to know when she's going to actually drop um, her items. And if you wanted to do a pre-order, you can do that. So okay. I signed up already. So shout out to her. Yes, I definitely <laughs> want some. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Even I'm not smoking anymore, but I think it just will look pretty in the picture. Yeah, I think it's just pretty <laughs> on the um, side. Very, very classy. But, you know, yeah. I smoke weed with class. You do. <laughs> I can definitely you see you. I do. We do. We definitely conservatively classy, really cute. But no, I definitely shout out to her. And it's yeah. funny, I got a little cousin named Anaya too. Really, I feel like yeah. we should probably have a lot of. We got like we got the same thing. People. Yes, and it's family. funny because like yeah, Taya. Yeah, I was about to say, and that's her daughter. <laughs> oh, that's her. Her daughter's Anaya. <laughs> See, there it is. See? Like, we have all, like, we were meant to be. Right, like a motherfucker. That's so crazy. That is so funny. But, yeah, so definitely check out her page. Uh, Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to order me some. So, shout out to you. And, of course, you guys know I'm going to post it on our Instagram, and you can find it in our highlights. And that's where you can check all of our um, past boss bays as well. Right. Um, Now we're going to get into our glow-up topic. Yes, yes. And it kind of derives from last week's topic. Um, Natasha is going to lead it um, because she had a few more things to say. So, basically, like, how do we deal with self-sabotage and self-doubt and things of that nature? So, go on, sis. So, last week, I kind of touched on when you asked me how I was feeling, and I was saying, um, I doubt myself when it's, you know, doing this YouTube thing. So, you know, like I said before, I commend all the YouTubers that have been successful on the platform because it's not an easy platform. The algorithm is not easy to identify how to, you know, be in that search result at the top. Doing a video and editing a video takes weeks. It does not take like a day or two, maybe for somebody that's like a super techie person. But for somebody like me, it's totally out of my element. And, you know, the more I do stuff and then, you know, like the video I put out today, it was certain things that was wrong in it that you can couldn't see when I was editing it until it played out and I'm like wow you know it just gets really disheartening and I get really discouraged and I've been talking myself um into maybe looking into other options even though this is something I'm very passionate about Mm -hmm. I've been very very um you know just a little bit discouraged when it comes to 
being in this lane, doing this type of work. Um, and I don't really know. Like, I've been trying to work on coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's been one of the, the biggest things. I'm, um, I'm, I'm kind of there, and I'm kind of creeping my way out a little bit. Okay. Um, I when said, it comes to what? Just the self-doubt part and self-sabotage. Okay. I often do that in relationships or I'll talk myself out of doing something just because I feel like, I'll be like, you know, people going to really fuck with this. Like, right. are people going to support it? Like, is this, or am I going to play myself? Mm-hmm. And it's really, at the end of it, I realize it has to do with my ego. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have so much pride sometimes that it stop, It limits me because I'm so afraid of being embarrassed. I'm so afraid of not doing well or even sometimes doing too well. Right. And yeah. it's like, yeah. well, what the fuck do you want, bitch? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm kind of getting to the point like, you know, if I believe in God and I believe in manifestation and I believe in all of these things, then why do I doubt the talents or the ideas that he places on me. Right. You know, these aren't things I saw somebody else do. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. These are all things that I'm genuinely interested in. I'm actually pretty good at. Right. But because I have a thing where a lot of times I'm just okay with being the person, you know, whose light is dim, right. I have to get out of it. And mm-hmm. I won't say that, you know, I all the time that other people try to do my life, I do it my damn self. Yeah. Because it's like, do you not feel deserving of it? Is mm-hmm. that it? That if this does go right, that you're not deserving of this? And why wouldn't you be? Because well, it goes back into what I said a few weeks ago about that study that said people are more comfortable in the negative and mm-hmm. the, you know, staying in the basic realm with everybody else because it's something that you are familiar with. Even right. if it's being upset or depressed and not happy where you are, you know what that means and what right. it looks like. But being successful looks like something else. It's, it's because you have to <laughs> top yourself to Oh yeah, And like, also you're being held accountable for, you know, maintaining that. Right. Because now you want a platform, right. and now it's like, okay, well, I said I can do it. Now you got to keep it. And that, and I feel like a part of that has been helping me, like, really be like, no, bitch, you're going to do this because you're great at it. Right. Like, well, as far as with writing, you're great at it. You come up with these, even with, really like, are. movies and TV, I always come up with things like, oh, this is how I would have wrote it, or this is what right. I would have said. Or if they're going to remake this, they should do it this way. Right. And then y'all be like... Bitch, write you, it up, write it and send it because that's way better than anything that they would come up with. Right, and it's and it's like and not not to say shade to nobody, but I'm just saying right. like movies that I was like, oh, it's not that great, but this is what I think would have made it great. Right, and exactly. they're like, oh, you know, that's really good, and I'm like, is it? Is mm-hmm. it good? You know, so it's like we have to just try and be okay right. with failing because. We look at the YouTubers that we're into, right, in your case. Right. That, you know, they shit is top of the line. Right. But if you mm-hmm. go back to their first video that they ever posted. That's true. <laughs> that is true. It's not that like it's great. It's not even the same person. It's not the same person. <laughs> I would it's not never the same quality. It, but they had, but th- that's what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't have a lot of subscribers at that time, but the people that did, they was cool with it. Right. And then when they got better, they got more. Right. But you had to start somewhere, and then sometimes they're going to go back and watch it. Right. And they're going to like it still. Right. They still, because it's you and your authentic self. 
Right. Even with the podcast, you know, we're still at the beginning stages. We're yeah. still learning this. And every week we holding each other accountable about right. coming in and doing this. We're not trying to skip a week. We're not, no, you know, not we're adjusting all. schedules to make sure that we're able to do this. Right. You know, and it's an investment. Yeah. And we have, and it's not a lot of following right now, but right. the people that's fucking with us, Every week are like, oh, I can't wait till the new episode drop. Right. You know, know. y'all support means way more than Mm -hmm. you guys will ever, ever understand. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we appreciate you. And that's why we tell you guys on Instagram when you share it how much we appreciate it. And we thank you because it means more to us than you'll realize because... Without your, you guys and the core people that we have that listens every week, that tells their friends, that go to their jobs now that they're back in the office and tells people about us, right. go to the hair salon and talk about us, we right. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just have to, like this part, I realize it's easy for me and you yeah. to talk our shit. Yeah, this is and it's just part. being recorded. It's effort, of course. Right. But this is also something that's very natural. We don't really think about it. Right. You doing YouTube, me writing, us right. doing other business ventures. That takes a little bit more effort. Very and that's much also so. us by ourselves. That's true. We don't have nobody <laughs> to depend on. It's, that's your separate project. Right. This is my separate project. Right. And we have to make it work and just be okay. Like, we are destined for more than what we have right now. And it's okay. Right. Like, it's okay. Like, you, and even with self-sabotage, it's like, when you start to realize that you're inflicting harm on yourself. Yeah, that's Like, true. why are you harming yourself? Before somebody else can, it's a defense. And why? <laughs> it's a defense. So, so you, and, so and, and anytime, that's crazy. Anytime that's somebody like, can come at you, you like, like, I already said that. When you're about to get in a fight and you punch yourself, <laughs> because you're like, oh, they're going to fucking hurt that much if I do it. I know that bitch probably going to do this. And so that let bitch me still going to punch you. I'm going to pull out my, one of my fucking tracks, because I know and she's she going to be doing it And she's going to pull out the anyway. next one. So the shit going to, it, and it's okay. If it's not that great in the beginning, it gets greater later, and one of the things that made and I probably said this on the show already one of the things that made me like really be diligent about doing a podcast this year was the fact that it was an idea that I had in my head but I didn't really put much effort into it and I saw that Milano was like you know if I would have Milano De Rouge the owner of that um she's from Philly she said that um if she didn't just start with the product that she had and push it she if she waited till she'll be perfect, she wouldn't have anything. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that you just have to do it. You just have to push the button and do it. And and learn your mistakes along the way. And we've seen some of the things that happen with businesses. They're learning. Right. And But the thing, the difference between them and us is that they at least tried. Right. Exactly. Like, you can't psych yourself out without even trying, without even putting it out because... Like I told you today, right. somebody is telling me, asking me, am I listening to my own co-host of the show? You know? Right, right. Like, and they're genuinely interested, and they're genuinely asking about it, and they're like, oh, keep the videos coming. That's somebody you don't even know from a can of spring. Yeah. You don't I'm, even know who they showed, so who else they showed it. it to. I appreciate it. You know, it. and it's like we're <laughs> doubting ourselves, and it's like, you don't have to. 
Yeah. You and like you said, to. though, you said to me on the phone, which y'all don't know, because I did tell her this. And I, you don't know. I appreciate it. You was like, you was talking about yourself, but it really made me put it into perspective. You was like, who the hell do you think you are? Right. You was talking about yourself. But I'm like, yeah, gee, she's yeah. right. Like, bitch, you thought she's going to put out one video. It's going to be a million subscribers. Yeah. Like, this shit takes some time. Yeah. And then when you brought up the Jay-Z, she, DeAndre brought up the Jay-Z and Beyonce as examples. And she's like, you know, they didn't start out being fucking Jay-Z and Beyonce. You know, it was years of this. You know, Beyonce was in a group and that, you know, people were saying that she wasn't that great without the group. And Jay-Z was old when he came out. And I'm like, yeah, that is all and true. And it's hard freaking work. <laughs> and that's what sets out great artists right. and superstars. Right. Fucking Michael Jackson on right before he died, worked his motherfucking ass off. Yeah. And at that point, yeah. he's Michael fucking Jackson for almost what 30 years at that point yeah like he's that guy and he still worked his fucking ass off so it's like who the fuck are we to just think that shit just supposed to come come because it happened to other people and and that doesn't happen often and you think it happens to other people we don't see that because smoke and mirrors you know what I mean right we don't see that like I've followed you know a lot of people where you know like this one author I she also has a YouTube Keisha Irvin and she always says it's one book of hers that she can't stand so she said like she couldn't can't stand her first book right okay it's so she was like it's immature I don't like it and she's like on her 30th book and she does well and her writing has grown as she's grown but she she put that shit out Right. People, it's still a classic. People still fuck with it. Right. Even though you're not a big fan of it, it's okay. Right. It's just like with Beyonce, she hates the fucking song Bootylicious. Right. She I hates she Bootylicious. She, she thinks it's a goofy song. Yeah. And it's like, I love Bootylicious. You know? <laughs> it is a goofy song. It is a goofy song, but it makes me happy. It's a yeah, fun, I'll it's one of those songs. It. Yeah. If I'll I hear it, it, if it's on that karaoke, I'm a smile. I'm a have fun. Uh-huh. It brings memories. Yeah, karaoke you know? definitely. It, is it in one of her times? Top ten, probably no. not. No, no, no. But no. she kept working. Right. She got it. She gets better at it every single time. And it's right. like, how can you get better if you don't start? That's true. That's so it true. all starts. And why are you wanna, you know, the thing with self sabotage, you have to recognize that's what you're doing. Right. And I've done it a lot of times and I'm just like, I'm tired of it. Like, I don't wanna do that no more. Because you know what? With self sabotage brings in people that they'll have good intentions for you because you right. don't even have good intentions for yourself. Yeah. So you're attracting motherfuckers that's going to do treat you how you treat you. That's true. So if you treat you and like... what you allowed us, what you yeah. yeah. So if you treat you like you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. a queen and do right by you and don't do things to inflict harm upon yourself, you're going to meet and attract people that'll be around that won't do the same thing. Yeah. No, that's so, so true. I definitely agree. Well, just like with the podcast... When you put a date out and made it, like, it was one thing to talk about it. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, here we're going to do a podcast. And then when you put a, a, a definitive date on it and it was firm and you wasn't changing. <laughs> I was like, you know why I did that? <laughs> I was nervous as shit. <laughs> so, all right, I wasn't actually going to do that. Um, oh, I had a conversation with Iman, which is one of my friends from college. And she okay. also is a host of oh, Black yeah. Girl Brunch. Hey, uh-huh. Um, and also shout out to them yeah, and their Fenty sponsorship on their show. So ah, check them right. out. Okay. But I had a really, and it was really only supposed to be like a 20 minute conversation, but me and her was on the phone for about an hour. Uh-huh. And one of the things she told me was put a date on it. Right. 
and put a definitive date and don't don't do a long date. Do right. a very short term date because right. it doesn't take that much to get this started and stand on it. That way you'll stay on track and you'll you'll get it done. Right. Like if you put that date and I was like, you know, I know I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick April. I was like, I think I'm gonna pick April. Right. And I was like, I want us to come out on Thursdays. And right. I was talking to my sister and I was like, so whatever the first day of April is, and it was a Thursday and it was April 1st. Right. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know. Uh-huh. So it's like, damn, bitch. <laughs> yep. And that was like the end of February and that gave us about six weeks. And, and, I, and that shit flew by you know, and I was nervous as hell. Yeah, I never, I would have <laughs> probably been like, oh, June. But when she was just like, you know, put a, a date on it and right. stand by it and don't waver from it because it makes you work towards it. Right. And I noticed that when I did, when I was really actively writing, I would put in, and this was before the pandemic, I would um, put in my notebook, my planner, that at this time I want this chapter done. Right. At this date. And then one, I forgot I wrote it down. And I finished, and I was just in my planner. And I was like, oh shit, I actually did my goal. Like, I surpassed my goal. I, I'm mm-hmm. on another chapter now, and it's not in this de- date that I said I needed it done. Right. So that does work just by putting dates on things and just being okay. Like, it's right. okay to fuck up. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll say this. I didn't mention this when we was on the phone. I meant to say it earlier, but I reached out to the guy that did my intro, mm-hmm. and he said that he's going to give me a sample to um, show me his editing. Because he's willing to work with me right now. Because I said, listen, can you edit my video? I'll do everything else. But the editing part, I realize that's not my strong point. And I don't want it to be, Mm -hmm. to be honest, DeAndre. If I had the money, I swear to God. Like, I'm thinking of all these other ways. Because it's so much stuff I want to put out that I can't. So... Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, especially if you want to do multiple. Maybe that'll give you time to record multiple videos, and you can send it to somebody Mm -hmm. and have them done, and that gives you more time to have fun. So exactly, and I can do research. I cannot, and I can be outside it. But this research is fun for me, though. No, but still, do other things. (laughs) I know, I know, (laughs) and have fun. But that's kind of our thoughts on it, and let us know what you think. Obviously, we don't know all of the answers, but let's just bring yeah. light to it and look it up and figure out ways that we can get out of this. And I think also it begins and it starts with recognizing your own ego mm-hmm. and also realizing that you're not hurting anyone but yourself by doing this. And, you know, you that bitch. Just do it. Exactly. Just and if you it. guys have any suggestions like Iman gave to Deandra, Please write it down because I'm all we're open for whatever yeah, advice that works for you. Please tell us. I'll say that date thing did work because like last night when I was editing the video, I was so tired. But I said, no, I'm going to upload this video by tomorrow morning. And I would not let myself go to sleep. Right. I went to sleep with my video being exported. It takes a while. But I'm also not. A t- I'm not a fan of team no sleep, though. Oh, but see, well, <laughs> no, I wanted to sleep. But I just. I knew you just that I didn't want to prolong it another deadline. day. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I'll sleep later on in life, and that's a whole other thing. Well, <laughs> that would be a good topic because I'm really not a fan of Tino's sleep. Oh, yeah. But um, see, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't believe in it. That's why I got these black eyes. These black, I do not um, believe in it. <laughs> Maybe that would be our glow up topic <laughs> or something for us to debate on next week. Uh-huh. But um, as always, we appreciate you guys. Um, like we said, for always sharing, for letting your coworkers and your friends and everybody else know your um, social media followers. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, you can follow us at JST Let It Glow on Instagram. 
um, on Twitter. We're at Just Let It Glow, and you can hashtag Just Let It Glow, and I'm going to start searching it so I can respond to you guys when you tweet <laughs> right. as you listen. Right. Um, also, um, you can follow Natasha's Crime page on YouTube. I said YouTube. <laughs> I do what you <laughs> On YouTube at Crime Addicts with AZ, as well as on Instagram and TikTok. Um, she's very active on TikTok. Her TikTok is going up. Yeah, Follow her YouTube. Subscribe if you're into that or if you know somebody that's into that, share it with them. Yes, please. Um, once again, we appreciate you as you go on our glow up journey with us. We hope you're glowing up as well. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. And thank you. Have a good week. Yes, and stay cool. Enjoy you guys' holiday weekend. Bye.